Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Atomic Shots. I'm your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Ziggy. Joining me is Chief Godzillaologist Tyler. Tyler, welcome back once again, buddy. Apparently our computers aren't the only things filled with bugs. Apparently not. It's fitting, isn't it? I just realized how fitting it is this week. So, uh, as Tyler alluded to, uh, we are officially talking about the second film of the Heisei era, which is Godzilla versus... Uh, a Millennium Series. I said, I'm sorry, I'm still... It's still fresh, okay? <laughs> it's still fresh. The second film... It is not Biollante. We're not doing Biollante again as much as I want to. Um, this is the second film in the Heisei... I did it again. In the Millennium Series... Uh, this is Godzilla versus Megaguirus. Uh, this is one... I don't think you or I have seen this one before. Have we? Have you? No, I have not. Okay. The only experience I have of Megaguirus is uh, when I did the Save Here video. Gotcha. Alright, so let's go ahead and run it down. This was uh, directed by um, Masakai Tezuka. Produced by Shogo to- uh, Tomiyama. Written by Wataru Mi- uh, Mi- Mimura, I apologize for butchering that that name. Uh, and uh, also written by Hiroshi Kashiwabara. Starring Misato Tanaka, uh, Shosuke Taiha- uh, Tanihara, uh, Yuriko Hoshi, Ma- Masoto Eve, and Toshiyuki Nagashima. Uh, narr- and it was narrated by, by Yusaka Yara, which there's some narration in this movie. Um, this was released on November 3rd, 2000 at the Tokyo International Film Festival, uh, and then it was officially released in December 16th, 2000 with a runtime of 105 minutes. So, this is an interesting one, uh, Tyler. Uh, uh, Tyler, since you still have your webcam, just like kind of wave whenever you can't hear me or anything, just to, so that way I know. Um, okay. So this is an interesting movie because, like, it's not a sequel to Godzilla 2000, even though it's the same no. design, um, which it's it's I think it's like going back to the show era a bit, where like the movie those movies weren't exactly tied together, but you could find a thread. To me, I I would say they are. It is a sequel because it uses the same design, but um, you can it doesn't have to be. They say it's a standalone movie, so it's a standalone movie. So. Um, Basically, this is the but uh, this is the plot of the movie. Uh, so let's go over the story real quick. Uh, basically, this it starts off with Gojira in 1954. All every movie stems from Gojira uh, going forward, um, and it kind of creates its own. We see Godzilla basically throughout the timeline, throughout this movie's timeline, where we see him uh, show up from a, uh, a show up in Japan uh, as he destroys. Um, uh, this in this ver- okay that's right in this version of uh, Godzilla the oxygen destroyer was never used and the capital uh, was moved from Japan to Osaka because he kept going to Tokyo um, from Tokyo to Osaka uh, in 1966 um, Godzilla attacks the first nuclear power plant in Tokai Ibaraki and uh, prefecture and then after that they basically create the Japanese self defense force uh, dedicated to, the com- to to combat Godzilla. Uh, and then in 1996, uh, they uh, the Japanese government creates a clean plasma energy to release nuclear energy, but does not deter Godzilla from attacking the original plasma energy reactor. Um, and then, of course, plasma energy is banned from the country. Uh, so basically, we uh, we see Godzilla attacking, uh, and we follow this this military group that is um, 
kind of surveying them, uh, or this military group that's basically trying to take him down, and uh, we follow this woman uh, who is trying to, uh, uh, along with her military leader, trying to take down Godzilla, and unfortunately, their leader falls. And so then, after sort of that, those events, we flash forward to the um, to the future, which is 2001, where uh, she is now lead In the of her own. Futuristic world of 2001. It, exactly. Um, which uh, that she is played by Misato Tanaka. She is pretty. She is pretty much our main character. Uh, so pretty much the consensus of the movie is that the Japanese government wants to get rid of Godzilla and they have the best idea to do it. Tyler, I want you to tell people how, um, they, uh, the Japanese government plans to get rid of Godzilla in this movie. So basically they, they build a giant satellite orbiting the earth (sighs) that creates fucking black holes and they try to trap Godzilla in that. Yeah, it's the most, I'm not gonna lie, it's the most badass way to, to fucking, uh, capture Godzilla, so, um... Well, I mean, when laser cannons and, uh, missiles don't work, then the next logical step is a black hole, obviously. Right, exactly. So, um, this is pretty much, uh, a, this is pretty much a revenge story, uh, but also, that also involves the ancient monster of Megaguirus. So how does Megaguirus come into come into this? Uh, so as they're testing the black hole, because you're just gonna you're just gonna test the black hole, right? You're just gonna test it like nothing like nothing's wrong. And um, uh, seemingly they opened up a wormhole to I guess prehistoric times because there's a scene where they talk about how this entity was a dominant creature back in the day or back in prehistoric times. A Megaguirus or a creature like that basically flew through the wormhole and laid its egg to which then it's picked up by this random boy. Um, and he he stupidly picks it up and then dumps it in the sewer, which is also stupid, but, you know, what are you going to do? Dumb kid, uh, doomed us all. Exactly. So, um, but that's most of, that's mostly, I think, is like a side thing, honestly, because most of the movie is focused on uh, Kirikos, uh is focused on... Uh, uh, Kiriko Sujimori, who is, uh, she is basically the commander for this group who's basically the military side to take down Godzilla. Uh, her and, it's basically her and, I'm trying to get the actor's name, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Hajime Kudo, played by Shosuke Tanihara. Um, it's kind of like their relationship, but she's the star of the movie, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, I, th- I'm gonna, like, so, so basically... It's it's a revenge story. Uh, she wants to, to take down Godzilla because her commander, as we saw at the beginning of this movie, was killed by uh, during a Godzilla uh, trying to take down Godzilla, uh, and she harbors nothing but resentment for him. Um, Tyler, we've seen this isn't the first time we've seen revenge stories. Um, so how do you how did you feel about this one? Because uh, when I first uh, kind of sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Uh... It's a little better executed than uh, what we had in Godzilla 2000, where the dude um, had ill will towards Godzilla, but they never explicitly explain why. Right. Here we get... We actually see. 
Right, exactly. Like, uh, we get a full explanation. Uh, I really feel like we got a good grasp on her character, and I like. I feel like her chemistry with the her male co-star was really well done because they had like they bicker, but they fight. There was a sense of flirting, but it never really went there all the way. Um, she always kept her um, uh, her seriousness to her, her toughness. She never became. Um, one-dimensional or like a damsel in distress or anything like that uh which i think is a good thing um i i think it's the best revenge story that we've gotten in the godzilla movie yeah i'm inclined to agree yeah and, and i'm gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna be bold here uh tyler because i remember hearing middling things about this movie but um uh i like this one more than godzilla 2000 i liked it a lot more. yeah so it's, it's a better made movie for sure yeah, and I kept hearing the opposite. I kept hearing that Guns of the Thousand is great. It's fantastic. I feel like this one is like a great mixture of like the goofiness of the Showa era, um, in terms of like the science fiction and the the ships and the, the idea to get rid of Godzilla through a black hole. But then it also has like the good relationship humanistic stuff from the Heisei era. It, I think it combines those elements really, really well. Yeah, it strikes a good balance, I think. No, yeah, exactly. Um, I honestly, I, I really hate that. Not hate, but I kind of wish Mega Gears wasn't in this movie because he feels not necessarily an afterthought. I think it's a cool monster, and we'll get into the discussion of him um, as we go further along. But I feel like if it would, it would have been a much stronger movie had it just concentrate uh, only on um, on the captain. On, on Kiriko versus having to deal with taking out... Because you have... Godzilla, they have them trying to take out Godzilla. And then Megaguirre shows up. Tokyo gets flooded at one point, which is really creepy um, and unsettling. Uh, and then... But, like, it, how do you feel? Do you think Megaguirre should have just been cut just and just had to just be a straight revenge movie? I think the movie would have benefited a bit more if uh, Megaguirre wasn't there. I, I can agree with that. It kind of reminds me of uh, that one scene in Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah when uh, the the old uh, the old army veteran was staring Godzilla in the face and has this emotional moment with no words. I feel like that movie would have worked well if Ghidorah wasn't there, just to make that emotional scene uh, the bit more poignant. Right, I agree, and I agree. I agree. Um, so I, I, honestly, I I like I don't think. I don't think it holds a candle, unfortunately, to a lot of the Heisei movies. Maybe to, like, say, Space Godzilla or Mecha Godzilla, it does. But I do think, like, it's... it's As much as I heard people kind of, like, put this one to the side, I had a much more fun time watching it overall than I did uh, 2000. Yeah, it's definitely the better popcorn flick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are some... I, I feel like there are moments where, like, it does the Godzilla thing where it's... I think it slows down too much... Uh, where it's like, okay, when am I ki- like, there's there's parts where the movie is just not interesting, where like it's just people talking and it's not interesting dialogue, um, and then you know maybe you'll see awful CGI pre baby Megaguirus coming out of its cocoon and, um, but not much. Uh, so I think yeah, I think a solid story. I think they had something special here that they could a little bit more refinement could have been one. I think it could have been one of the best, honestly. Yeah, it just comes down to. Uh... <laughs> It just comes down to time management, I think, because releasing these uh, movies yearly kind of uh, is against the, the film's detriment. I think so, too, yeah. 
Um, so let's go ahead and talk about um, the monster. Uh, we only have one this time, and that's Megagirus, who's the titular of other titular monster. Did, did they just re? Did they, did they just reuse the Batra model again? That's Batra, isn't it? It kind of reminds me of Batra a little bit, dude. Yeah, like I put a. I, I don't have a side by side, but like I couldn't help but they weren't. They weren't inspired by Batra because I, I. At first, I thought, did they just get the Batra like model and then just added a tail to it? And I don't think that it's. And I looked at it again. It's not, but it's very similar in an idea in its ideas. It is similar, yeah. But I think what's cool about this one is, number one, it's a prehistoric, it's not a nuclear monster, it's a prehistoric monster that, um, that comes from uh, ancient time, or from, you know, prehistoric, shut up, Iggy, um, it's a, it's not a whole entity, it's like, it's a, it's a swarm of them, which I think that's the coolest part of Megagirus, the fact that it's like, it's a swarm of them that becomes a big ass fucking insect monster. Um, I think the actual explanation for that is it's just a whole bunch of dragonflies that infuse uh, essence that they absorb from Godzilla and trans and transfer it into uh, the big sleeping queen bee that eventually becomes. Oh, uh, okay. I must have been nodding off at that point. That must have been one of the slow. I kept wondering because like there is a moment when you see Tokyo underwater and like do you see like I thought that was Godzilla from one. Like, what? Do they have Godzilla? Or like, no. Um, but I, I like. I, that's such a cool idea, though. Like taking Godzilla's energy and using it against him. Um, it's kind of like what they tried to do with Orga, but it ended up being weird. Oh yeah, the Vor thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh god, the Vor thing. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think it hits. I feel like they're zero for two, though, in terms of new monsters in in this era of Godzilla. Yeah, the the idea behind Meg Gears is interesting, but the actual execution kind of leaves a bit to be desired. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I mean, it, it, I guess there's not much to say about him um, other than that it looks really creepy. creepy. I, and I think it's because we just watched a movie like less than a month ago. Uh, it looks it just looks really close to Batra. Um, yeah, I, I just can't get that out of my head. Um, but I do think, like, using its tail to, like, like, there's a, like, I do think, like, getting into the fight a little bit, I do like the idea that it, it sticks its tail, uh, into Godzilla to basically absorb his energy, and there's a great shot of Godzilla trying to atomic breath it, but, um, Godzilla pretty much just says, uh, and you see the flame coming out, and then it just goes away. I think that's such a brilliant... Uh, from a fighting I feel like uh, your analogy for uh, Android 19 and 20 absorbing energy works a bit better in this case. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, pretty much grabbing them and just slowly draining them away. Um, but, uh, yeah, this might be a short one, guys. Uh, just because Tyler and I are having audio problems and we don't want to run long on this one. Um, but, uh, so yeah, what, did, what any other thoughts on, do you have any notes on Megagirus? Let's see here. Uh, bug plus wormhole equals kaiju. Yeah, that's basic science. Uh, <laughs> There's a point uh, where uh, uh, during the fight, I don't know if we're going to get into it or not, so go ahead and stop me if... Uh, no, if go ahead, go ahead, dude, whatever. Quote. There's a point in the fight where they pretty much just use Pokemon moves. Megagirus uses agility, and Godzilla uses body slam, and it's hilarious. Oh my god, yeah, that's yeah, best part of the movie. Um, yeah, I, I just, like, like, 
I don't know, man. There's, a, I mean, let's just say the, there's a reason why the next movie we cover next week, God forbid we don't have any audio technical problems. Um, oh, there's God. a reason why, th- let's just say there's a reason why the, the last four movies of the, of the Millennium Era, they go back to classic monsters. Because these movies, this movie was not financially successful at all, I don't believe. Like, it was kind of a dud. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, which is unfortunate because like 2000, I think did a lot of money for them, or at least it was a res- could could have been the start of a resurgence, but ultimately just fizzled out too quickly. Um, so let's get into the fights because there's more. There's not a lot of them in this movie. In fact, there's only one big one at the end, um, outside of like Godzilla rampaging. But l- let's talk about that. How did you feel about them showing Godzilla basically rampaging through the timeline? Um. Yeah, it was kind of weird when the film opened up and it was Godzilla 54, but with the Godzilla 2000 design. And that's not it's the weird. weird part. Yeah. Like, the weird part for me was that uh, they're following the 54 timeline, but they act as if Godzilla was never killed. So yeah, yeah, as I said in, at the beginning of the show, that in this in this continuity, the oxygen, the oxygen Destroyer was not used. So that's why it's still the same Godzilla, and it's not... Yeah. It was still weird for me, nonetheless, which make, which leads me to believe that this movie runs off its own kind of uh, alternate continuity. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much every movie in the Heisei era, with the exception of the Mechagodzilla movies, are all standalone. There, there's... Like like I said, you could kind of see this as a sequel to 2000, but then when you look at the timeline and stuff, like it's it's not. It It really isn't. It doesn't even pick up for when Godzilla 2000 ended off, and it's kind of a weird spot to uh, start off a movie anyway. Like, oh, Godzilla's destroying all Tokyo and everything's burned asunder. Where do we start from here? Alternate timeline. Pretty, exactly. And how did, okay, let, before we get back into the fights, another interesting thing is that so far with the Millennium Era is that they, they're they making Godzilla like the, not the antagonist, but he's not a hero. He's not Showa era Godzilla. Yeah, they're they're still making him the destructive force of nature like they were doing in the Heisei era. Yeah, which I think is great, especially because I think this Godzilla is like really menacing looking, especially with its big mouth, its huge spines or fi- dorsal fins, uh, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I I do like that, even though there's a bigger threat to solve with Megaguirus, I like that at the end of the day, no, Godzilla's still the threat. He's not our friend just because he stopped this other monster. He's a pro- he's still a problem, guys. He's still the biggest problem in the world, no doubt. Exactly. So, uh, but, okay, so let's get into the fights. Um, We've seen Godzilla fight with bug monsters, aerial monsters before, but how did you, how did you feel about this one, Tyler? Uh, I felt like... Uh... The first fight, uh, when he's fighting against the dragonflies, was probably the most realistic when it comes to fighting giant bug monsters. Like, he just tries to swat them away because there's, like, a whole shit ton of them. And all the while, they're trying to point their black hole cannon at them, but all these fucking dragonflies are in the way. Yeah. Uh, my favorite are, like, their bits where, like, like uh, Mega Gears would just literally slap the shit out of Godzilla, and it has the funniest, like, dunk, or, like... The great sound effect to like just 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 smack, just gonna smack the shit out of you, you, you dumbass lizard. Uh, there is a great moment where Mega Gear is pretty much like, I think uses the wind to basically shove Godzilla into like I think like a like a big ass building in Tokyo. It was really cool. Um, oh yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good destruction here. 
Um, unfortunately, it's nothing you haven't seen before outside of that one shot I mentioned earlier, which is, you know, Godzilla having his energy absorbed. And even then, we technically saw that last week. Yeah. But what we didn't see last week is Godzilla biting off uh, Megagirus' uh, uh, stinger dick. Yeah, that was sick. It's like, no more. He's, Godzilla's just sick of it. Like, fuck you and your tail. I'm done with it. And he just bites it off. It's so, it's it's a cathartic moment, honestly. Yeah, just bites it off and just blasts the fuck out of Megagirus. Oh, it's so great. Um, So, yeah, not... I wish I could say more, but it's like there's not much to digest here. Like there's there's not like I feel like the like I remember I remember enjoying it at the time, but I don't. Maybe it's because it's been like since Monday since I watched it, but I can't recall anything specific outside of like certain moments. Like it didn't stick with me as much as I thought it would. Yeah, this one was kind of a blur for me too. Like I found myself uh, nodding off a lot during this one. Yeah, unfortunately so. Uh that's the curse of that's the curse of some Godzilla movies sometimes. Um but uh that I, I think we should talk about the finale at least. So Megagirus is dealt with uh by Godzilla, so of course, you know, uh I can't remember exactly maybe you can remind me, Tyler, but um uh the satellite that they were gonna use to launch the black hole at Godzilla pretty much mal I think it malfunctioned. I remember it malfunctioning uh, and it was pretty much descending into earth. Um, and they only had a limited amount of time to get the jet, the plane into position to launch the black hole at Godzilla. I love that entire sequence of, of yeah, them. That was a to- really cool sequence. Yeah. So like you have Kiriko who's basically, it's basically a suicide mission because I thought she was going to die. Honestly. Um, uh, where she pretty much uh, gets into the ship, or uh, gets into the into the plane ship, whatever, and pretty much using it as a guided target missile to launch, to, so they can launch the black hole. God, that sounds so cool when you say it. Um, to Godzilla and escape literally at the last minute. Um, and did did you think they were gonna kill her? Yeah, I honestly thought that she was a goner, like uh, honorably sacrificing herself for the greater good. I yeah, the same. Um, honestly, but, and they don't, surprisingly, they, they keep her alive. I think, cause I think it would have been like, like kind of just, after you build up such a great female character, you know, to just kill her off like that, I feel like that would be, that would have been a waste. And I'm glad they kind of, they, they gave her basic, they basically gave her closure, which, you know, yeah. not all, not all people who fight Godzilla get to. Um, in fact, there's that great shot where, where she's overlooking the destruction of Tokyo, um, as Godzilla, um, is, uh, is gone. And we'll talk about like that moment before that, but that moment of like release that she gets, you know, like I did it for you, you know, her commander and she can finally rest for now. Yeah, that was a great moment. Um, but dude, I, I won't lie. There's a moment and the way this movie ends, <laughs> it's believable. Dude, I thought Godzilla like fucking atomic blast that thing. Like just, just fucking punched either. He like, he, the way it's shot, it's made to look like Godzilla basically smacks the, uh, the black hole. Like, nah, I'm not dealing with that. I'm too cool for this shit. Yeah. But, and then like it cuts away and then Godzilla's just not there. I'm like. 
Well, did they did they fucking just kill Godzilla or not? I guess kill because like a black hole is pretty much just your what is it like your atoms just compressing like constantly or something like that? I don't exactly know the science of a black hole. Or probably or probably like uh, sent somewhere completely different. Yeah, at the very um, least. Yeah, he's gonna come back as space Godzilla when we see oh, him. Oh God, next not time. again! <laughs> That's it's how it begins. Uh, I mean, space Godzilla was a black hole. Uh, that that was fused with Godzilla cells, so there you go, people. Um, yeah, that movie was a black hole, all right? Yes, it was. Oh, yes. God damn it. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay, so I think we should, uh, I think we should wrap it up, um, honestly, just because we're both having technical difficulties, and there's really not much to chew on, um, outside of, you know, the, again, great character stuff with Kiriko, you know, great stuff with her. But I think outside of her and the uh, the other scientist guy, who's well, how did you feel about him? Um, I just felt like that uh, he was kind of endearing, but uh, I don't know. I I wasn't really sure how to feel about this guy. Yeah, he's he kind of pretty much plays the uh, the science aloof kind of character. Um, uh, you know, nothing really like he. I think he play, I think he's a good counterpoint to Kir- to Kiriko just because. She is uh, very serious. She's very, you know, straight to the point. She's he's by the very, books. Yeah, she's by the books. Versus he's pretty much fly by the seat of your pants kind of character. Uh, but I don't know if this is in your notes, but we got this is our first instance of a cameo in the Godzilla series since uh, Destroya. Um, really? Yeah, so uh, Yuriko Hoshi, who plays um, – Professor Yoshino Yozawa, who's basically the other lead scientist developing the black hole, she was in Godzilla vs. Mothra. Oh, nice. Yeah, so she, um, she, she, I think she was, she was one, she was just one of, like, the girlfriends, stuff like that, but I think she's the one who became a, uh, is she the one who became a Bond girl? No, she is not, because it's not listed on her, uh, her, uh page but that i think that's cool that they brought her back like i was like there was i knew there was an actress or somewhere so like that that's cool so you may not recognize her just because it was in 1960 1960 uh she was in mata vs godzilla and in uh, ghidorah three-headed monster um and then she her last movie was in 1968 until she came back for this in 2000 um that's so like, yeah that's that's really cool that they brought her back for this um Oh, so you did. All right, so uh, Todd, do you have any other notes you want to go over before we uh, close it up for today? That's it for me. All right. Okay. Well, I think we're safe. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so, unfortunately, not. Let's let's give it a rating before we go any further any, any further discussion. Tyler, what do you give Godzilla versus Mega Gears? I'm gonna give this one a three out of five. Uh... This is definitely, uh, I like this one a bit better than Godzilla 2000, for sure, but it just felt like, uh, a sort of by-the-numbers Godzilla film. Megaguirus is an interesting, uh, monster concept, but it's pretty much one of the only few things that the movie has to offer. Um, this is just another one that I found myself nodding off to, because a lot of the stuff in this one didn't really hold me over very well. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think it's I think it's better than Godzilla 2000, but ultimately it just doesn't hold a candle to other Godzilla movies. So it, and especially considering we've been watching them, that's what we're comparing it to. Um, yeah, I 
I liked it more. I thought there were more entertaining bits and more stuff to chew on, but I just it there it just there was just it was just lacking specific areas that could have made a decent movie to a good movie. In all honesty, um, so I, I give it a I give it a two and a half. It, it was it was fine. Uh, okay. it's, it had it had some good moments, um, but hopefully the, the this drought not drought that's bad to say because they're not they're not got bad Godzilla movie is not. The most terrible thing ever, because you get to at least see Godzilla, at least sure. in in this era. Next week, you're gonna see. We've been talking. We kind of talked about how Godzilla is the antagonist, or not antagonist, but like you know the genesis, the uh, force of nature, like the, like the dirtagonist, I guess. Yeah. Next week, it's time for some role reversal. Next week. I'm gonna hold on. I need to get the Wikipedia article up because I want to read this title for for Bowden because I know it by heart. You know it by heart. Okay, go for it. Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah all all monsters all out attack, featuring Baragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I left that part out. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. He's not in the. He, uh, or I guess Baragon isn't a headlining monster, unfortunately. So, um. Yeah, next one's gonna be a very different one, folks. And I've seen this one before. Tyler, have you seen uh, this one? Uh, I have this, not. This... Okay, you're in. I think you're in for a treat. I think you guys are in for a treat. So I apologize. We apologize for the sort of like not as enthused as the Millennium Era start, but I think with this next one, it finishes off stronger than it starts uh, in terms, at least in terms of its film quality. Uh, but Tyler, uh, plug your stuff. Uh, so let's go before my audio cuts out again. You can follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That Tie. I've also got some uh, YouTube comment uh, content coming up in the near future. Uh, I forget what my uh, YouTube handle is, so uh, look forward to that in the future. That'd be cool. Uh, you can catch me at Twitter.com/slash/MarvelousSiggy for all things related to the Marvelous One. Currently, I'm just talking about sea shanties, uh, and you can find me at Twitch.tv/slash/Iggy2814. Uh, where every Sunday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'm streaming. Uh, currently, we're streaming Owlboy on Sundays and Chrono Trigger on Wednesdays. And it's so far, I've done two streams of Owlboy, one stream of Chrono Trigger. It's been awesome. It's been so fucking fantastic so far. Um, and uh, you could check out the charts. And of course, I just released a new YouTube video. Uh, I just did a video on Zelda Music and Me. Uh, for the 35th anniversary. It's my first video of 2021. I'm hoping to keep this momentum going for the rest of the year. So cross your fingers. It's So far, it's looking good. I already have an, I already know what I'm going to talk about for my next video for February. Um, and, uh, and of course, check out the Charge Shot Games cast where every Friday, me, Thomas, uh, and uh, Justin, and occasionally Tyler, will talk about the games we've been playing and the, um, and the news in gaming. Last week, we came back from a winter break, and we just did our games of the year from 10 to 1, and it was a very entertaining show. I think one of our best, honestly. Um, and it was a good show to start yeah, off. Yeah, that was fun. Think, yes, it was, it was a pleasure to have you there, Tyler. I wish we could have you for more shows, man. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, maybe some, maybe someday. Um, thank you all for listening for another episode of Atomic Shot. We will, uh, And thank you for kind of protruding uh we apologize for this relatively short episode just because we're trying to avoid any more audio mix uh issues but i think they seem to be fixed because nothing's happened but we will see you all next week uh for what's the tyler what's the title tyler uh godzilla mothra and king Ghidorah, all monsters all out attack 
that's it. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you all then. But until then, go, go, Godzilla. I'm going to go throw my computer into a black hole now. <laughs>